Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 48. Today, we're talking all about the differences between you and your counterparts in the technology department. Today, we're going to be talking about you being an ed tech coach versus them being an ed technician. I want to bring on my co-host, Nick Amaral. Nick, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Jeff, excited to be back and get started with a new topic. This is one that I think a lot of us as tech coaches, tech integration specialists uh, deal with often, weekly, uh, as far as the debate and discussion between what you should and shouldn't be doing between being an ed tech coach and then and, and the ed technician and, and that uh, the IT break fix work. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, our job as ed tech coaches really comes down to we're here to serve. We're here to help out. We're here to push innovation. But you know what? Everybody kind of takes a look at us and has different thoughts about what we do. Maybe they don't quite understand the position. Nick, maybe you've been in the hallway and somebody says, hey, can you come in and fix my printer? Hey, my smart board doesn't work. Hey, can you fix my phone? What do you do if you're put in that awkward position where you have to look at somebody and go, yeah, that's not my job, but I'll, you know, and then we finish off the sentence there, right? That's a, those are hard conversations to have if it's a teacher, if it's an aide, but it's even a harder conversation if it's the principal asking you those questions, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And that happens too, right? I mean, we can't check that off the list that it's not going to be. I, you know, I've worked with, with principals that, you know, want to talk about and, and come up with ideas for things that they do in their personal lives, you know, Hey, Nick, what's the best practice for moving pictures into some digital photo album? Or how can I put together a slideshow for a kid's birthday party or something like that? So it's the things that pop up uh, kind of all the time that we kind of struggle with, should or shouldn't we be doing, or how much time should we focus on? But uh, this is a great discussion to have. And and really, sometimes these things pop up because people don't know who we are. They don't understand the role. And a lot of that is on us, right? We haven't done a good enough job branding ourselves. We haven't done enough job explaining to our school districts who we are, what we're there for, and why we exist in the district. And if you are in that same position, I implore you guys, check out our brand new free online course on building your EDU brand. And now look, it doesn't matter if you're a tech coach in a school district in your first or second year year, or maybe if you're a podcaster, a blogger looking to grow a brand, maybe bring in some extra income off of your website or podcast, we have got a great multi-email course called Build Your EDU Brand. We are going to talk all about how to find that target audience, create content for them, choose your website strategy. We talk a little bit about SEO, and then we wrap it up with building a newsletter. And guys, I got to tell you, we have a lot of tech coaches on the list. We got a lot of teachers. We got a lot of podcasters podcasters on the list. We are creating it with you guys in mind. And as your questions about these topics are coming in, I'm creating even more content on TeacherCast with this stuff in mind. So if you guys are looking for some great stuff this year, especially as the weather gets warmer, I know my paycheck is coming to an end. Nick, your paycheck is coming to an end at the end of the year. And I know you guys as tech coaches, you guys are coming to that end of June. And you guys are going to be looking at saying, how do I get some stuff for the summertime? How do I get a little bit of bling, if you will? This is a great way to figure out how to bring in a little side income. Build your EDU brand course. It is free. You can check out everything over on our show notes. This is Ask the Tech Coach episode number 48. It is free to sign out. Check it out today. Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost 
20 years, and I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day, whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, or not getting the proper rest at night. These challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And we're, use the hashtag nature educate grow. And we are back. And Nick, you know, today we're talking all about being an ed tech coach or an ed technician. What are we talking about here? Like what is what do we say ed tech coach versus ed technician? What does that really mean to you as a tech coach? So for me, you know, it's it's that discussion between the ed tech coach as the person who facilitates and understands how to best use technology in the classroom mm. and its application in the classroom, how to design lessons and how to work with that tech uh, with students, where the ed technician or more of the IT side of it is more about the hardware, more about the products and the devices themselves. And what you usually find, at least I see, is that you know your IT department is great and they understand the ins and outs of those devices, but there's usually a struggle between what they think you should or can use with a tool and actually how the application of the tool best works seamlessly inside the classroom. So the ed tech coach is the one who's trying to facilitate that learning. We're saying the ed technician is then the basically the idea of the ed tech coach as the IT personnel as well, right? So now their role right. is kind of to kind of do both pieces. And, and these are things that we want to make sure that there's a distinct difference between. I, I like to explain it to my teachers as this. If it has a plug and it's broken, <laughs> right? That's call the tech support guys, put in a tech ticket, let them help you out. Like it's not my role to fix printers, to change ink, to calibrate smart boards, right? But if it has a plug and you're interested in learning how to use it in your classroom, then you bring me in, right? But Nick, the problem there is, okay, like, you know, you're in a classroom, You maybe you walk in, maybe somebody sees you in the hallway and they, they pull you into the classroom. They say, can you help me with your smart board, right? We all had this situation and you go into the classroom thinking, yes, I'm going to help that teacher with their smart board. It's going to be great. We're going to learn how to make Google Docs and slides and all these wonderful things. And they go, yeah, I think the bulb is burned out. Can you get me a new one? <laughs> you have these awkward conversations. How do you how do you easily say to somebody, um, Nick, that's not my job. You need to call somebody else. Because as soon as you put up that wall, you're kind of in that, 
now you're useless to that teacher conversation. Mm-hmm. You got to get them back somehow as, okay, I'm the innovative guy. Like, so how do you have that conversation with a teacher that says, I can't help you here, go somewhere else. How do you handle that? Well, I think it's a fine line. You know, I, you know, I would say f- to not kind of disperse this idea of being the ed technician completely, especially in the beginning, if you're trying to foster some relationships and whatnot, I think at times being able to say, you know what, okay, I, I, maybe I know about that tool, or I think I can hook this up for them, or I can show them how they're, you know, how to use their phone, whatever it is. Um, I think sometimes do those things in order to kind of build a relationship. The, the, the struggle and the fine line then is though, is, you know, you start to do those things and that's the only role that people then right. see you in. They, they bring right? you in just for that. And then that's right. how they, 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 they put that label on you. And even though you go in there and say, I want to help you with this, they go, Oh, I don't need that. This is what I need. And you're like, you're, you're not yet. Right. But it, there are times where you, you want to bridge that that divide. You want to start mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, how can I be this person's friend to start the conversation? So, you know, maybe Nick brings me in and says, can you fix my smart board? I go, no, but give me a second. I'll make a phone call for you. Right. Right. So you have those opportunities to kind of be the hero for that teacher. And even then they might go, oh, well, I'll just call him when I need something and then he'll find because, you know, more often than not, we as tech coaches, we're in the classrooms and running around the buildings, mostly more often than our tech support specialists. Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're kind of, you know, you're dead on with that. I think the idea then is, you know, when that teacher has you in the room and you then start to push. I think the, the, the goal then is for you to take onus and to say, okay, let me actually be the one to reach out to IT. Let me let them know what's going on. But hey, you know, you can tell the teacher, but I'll be here to help walk you through this. Or maybe when, once IT hooks you up and shows you what to do, if you need me to better explain it yes. to teach you how to use it. Now you start to take it from the fixing part to the teaching you how to utilize the device or, or the piece of equipment. So I think being there even when IT is hooking up is, is a nice way to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, being the guy who's actually doing the fixing to being the guy who is the coach and facilitating it. And, and there's a there's a few things here. Like we're, we're let, let's just kind of put out here, Nick, we're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. However, in many school districts, the tech coach is in a different department than the IT people. And even when they are in the same department, they've got the same boss or whatever you want to look at, right? You look at yourself as not one of them, but they look at you as, you have the word technology on your shirt. Doesn't matter what kind where, fix it. Help me do something, right? Because we've all also been in the situations where you say, hey, let me show you that this great thing on your smart board. And then they go, oh, it's broken, or oh, they didn't install that software, or oh, I didn't know it could, you know, there's always that way, that that moment where you have to be politically correct in favor of, against, whatever the right words mm-hmm. are, the other people, that the IT sure. department, right? So you, you kind of have to always be on that 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 good bad you, what are you, what are we going to say we have to be just, we have to be politically correct with everything right we we're always on the same team absolutely and that's why i think i've always appreciated the fact when schools and i know jeff this is kind of one of the things we've been talking about as a future topic was kind of how different districts play with the role of the yeah. ed tech coach and, and yeah. their expectations but well, this is why i think i've appreciated the fact when when we start to remove 
technology coach as a PD type position. We'll, we'll call it that to more of like curriculum coach, you know, staff trainer and development, uh, digital, you know, learning specialist. I think when you start mover, (laughs) there you go. I think when you start to get into those titles a little bit more, um, people start to see you in a light as, oh, okay. You know, like for me, for instance, you know, my direct supervisor right now is the curriculum director. My IT department, theirs is the network administrator slash our technology coordinator, right? So that's not my direct boss, but but uh, it puts the onus on the staff now understanding like, oh, okay, he's part of curriculum. He's part of the learning and the lesson plans and all that stuff. He's not part of IT. And and I think it also helps when your admin and your school starts to delineate the difference between the two and they make it known to their teachers and your staff that you're working with that, you know, Nick is the guy you want to go see when you want to work on lesson planning, you need facilitation, you want to learn how to best utilize a tool in the classroom, um, which then starts to separate us a little bit more from just being tech people to being more about, you know, the learning with the students in the classroom. Well, and, and it really comes down to, uh, you know, we tried to say this earlier, but by the way, can you tell that we're passionate about this topic, right? <laughs> it, it really comes down to working as a team, right? Yeah. I've seen so many IT people in many, many districts. They come in, they install something or they fix something, and then they walk out, right? Because they've got a ton of other tech tickets to do. What you want to try to do is to work with your staff to say, look, if I'm going to install a start smart board, you know, if you're going to install this, <laughs> if you're going to install the smart board. <laughs> try to sell it a little bit like here's the smart board it can do this 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 and this go find nick he's going to be able to tell you how to do this more absolutely just if you just install the smart board and walk away that teacher now has this expensive new device in front of them that they don't know how to do and maybe you don't know that they just got it Right. It might take you like two or three weeks before you somebody mentions, hey, you know, Susie down the road got a three thousand dollar whatever on it on, on her wall. So it's always interesting to be in there. Absolutely. And, you know, and you'll be surprised, Jeff, one of the things I've had that's worked really well for me recently has been utilizing my IT staff as part of uh, some PD and facilitation. I mean, you you know, you kind of don't think about that in the back of your mind. You think like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to be the guy who just does break fix. But sometimes your, your IT staff, you know, are knowledgeable in a lot of areas. I've got an IT guy who's just, he seems to be an iMovie kind of whiz and master. That's his thing. He likes putting things together, utilizing iMovie. So when and I have teachers that ask, I'm willing to help, but I throw his name out there a lot. I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, go ch- ask Dave. Dave loves doing it. When I when we do in school like PD days or sessions or whatever, then, you know, I ask him, hey, run a workshop, run a training, let people see you in another light other than just the IT. And like you said, I think you start to both groups start to work closely together. I often find it it's helpful to you know, work with your IT, even do like you might, you know, you just kind of said this, do the training with them. If you're going to be installing a board, be there when they install that board. Maybe not every single board, maybe not every single software, but you know, they're going to come at something from an IT department an IT mindset because they were part of the planning team. They were part of the decision-making team. They know some of the insides and outs. And obviously we each can't know everything about everything. But how many times have you walked into a room and someone goes, you know, my screen's a little fuzzy. And you go, I don't know how to fix this. 
Well, you don't know that maybe a cable in the back's loose and with five seconds, you could fix it, right? You don't want to tell somebody to put in a tech ticket, wait a month, and then maybe they show up and then maybe they don't when you can fix something in two seconds because you know how it was installed. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that to me seems like probably one of the best ideas is is just be there. You know, obviously, like you said, you don't have to be there every single time for every single smart board or jam board or whatever it is that's being hooked up speakers in the classroom. But, but be there sometimes because you understand the concept of how it's going to work or things that the teacher's thinking about utilizing that tool for. And you can then tell the IT person and you can help the teacher understand what IT's thinking. Uh, you kind of play the liaison between both groups, which is ultimately what I think the ed tech coach does is walks a line between admin and teachers, IT and teachers, um, and, and it really starts to bring the groups together. So so let's get into our show today, Nick. <laughs> we, we, we're breaking this down between what should an ed tech coach be doing every day, and sure. then we're going to discuss what an ed tech coach shouldn't be doing every day. And, and you know, look... There's so many gray lines and blurriness between all of these things, but let's just kind of go through the list. We've got six or seven of these things here. Nick, what is the, the number one thing every tech coach should be doing every single day as much as possible? I think the number one goal is just trying to get in the classroom. You know, uh, ultimately, does that mean that you're going to be in the classroom every single day? Every single period? Probably not. I mean, it's very rare that that happens. And sometimes we need those days where we just want to do some research and we want to take, have a slow day that we get to come, you know, can do other that's right. it to play around with the tools. I mean, I, there are times when yeah, I want to do that, right? I, I, I can't tell you it's how one many of our times six you, or seven on here. <laughs> you just want to sit back and uh, look, I, I, I'm kidding, Nick, of course, with the jam board, but I mean, look, if you get in a nice piece of equipment that you're going to be showing off to the teachers, you do need a couple hours to play with these things and to figure out how it works and what kind of lessons can you do. And maybe you pull in a friendly teacher to say, Hey, play with this with me. What do you think it can do? Because ultimately, you're the one that's responsible for being the advocate for these things. So number one, Definitely. absolutely work with teachers in the classroom. But in order to do that, Nick, there's something else we got to do. What's number two on our list? Number two, you need to be that open resource. You need to be available for teachers to swing by. So, you know, even if you're not in the classroom, make yourself uh, – I love – me personally, I love positioning myself in an area where teachers uh, don't feel like they have to come knock on a door or find me in an area that, um, you know, feels secluded. So being in the media center, being out in kind of in an open area. I mean, if your school has kind of a place in a hallway that's widened, that has these kind of, you know, these bistro sets. I've seen these these new districts now kind of revamping hallway space. That's a great spot, you know, to make it kind of comfortable. You know, I would say stay away from the teacher's lounge. We've had that discussion before. But you want to be available so teachers can swing by at any time um, to see you, to ask questions, and to, to go for like a quick little five, ten-minute PD session with you. And the third thing on the list here is it's all about making those connections. You know, Definitely. it's about networking, right? Because some teachers... Yeah, we talked about this in the last couple of weeks here, right? But some teachers want you and know you and, and will pull you in on their own and say, help me with this or do this with me. But a lot of times it's just, you know, hey, how you doing? How's the kids? Do you have any kids? What are you doing? Like, what do you do over the week? Like, just making these networking opportunities here and getting to be a part of the faculty, getting to be part of the school culture, school community, being one of the group. So that way then people are comfortable bringing you in. Now, Nick, those are three things that have to do with the classroom, right? Like, you know, being a tech coach is is that multi-level thing that we keep discussing here. So 
doing the teacher thing is a good, you know, it's a third of your job. But then sure. there's the other third that we want to talk about here, which is meeting with administrators, right? And and being that person and that that, you know, sitting down with the principal and saying, "Hey, how are your goals? What can we do together? How what do you have coming down the list that maybe I can help you out with? Um is there anybody that, you know, maybe you walked into the classroom and you're like, "Hey, you know, I noticed that Nick wasn't doing X, Y, and Z. Would you like me to go work with Nick?" Right? There's a lot of different things. Nick, talk to us a little bit about some of the, the, the ways that you work directly with your administrators. So, you know, we aim to stay in contact, you know, pretty often. I, I feel like there's kind of an open door policy between me and my IT, um, you know, my network administrator, technology coordinator, um, and the curriculum director and I. So the three of us really stay often in constant contact. And the idea of that is that it doesn't always have to be formal meetings, but that we meet to discuss and talk about ways even in, and we bring our build, building principles into this oftentimes. Uh, what are the building goals? What are the district goals? What are we doing in order to meet those things? Um, we talk about what are the struggles inside the classroom? What are the needs? What are the hindrances on what, you know, on why teachers are having struggles uh, utilizing technology tools or not being able to do certain things that they want? So having these open meetings with admin works the tech coach as the liaison to kind of express some of the needs that teachers feel like they can't address to admin themselves. Now, do you have any unwritten rules about these communications? For for instance, if you walk into your principal's office do mm. you feel, or IT or whoever, do you feel comfortable saying, Mr. Smith down the street in the social studies <laughs> wing needs help with this, right? Whereas maybe... Through an email, you might say a teacher in room 122 is looking for, I mean, is there an unwritten rule of what we should and shouldn't and how we should communicate about these things? Because, I mean, on one hand, you really don't want to put in an email, Mr. Smith needs help, but your job is to communicate what's going on in the classroom. What do you think? So, you know, I, I stay away from email for a lot of things. If it's a quick, you know, a quick contact or something that I know I'm just shooting as a resource or something for them, like, hey, keep this in the back of your minds. That's one thing because I may not need that right away. If it's something that's a direct need, I understand that there's a specific teacher issue. I think there's a struggle or something like that. Even if I know there's a particular teacher, obviously when there's one, there's more than one, right? Like we can never say there's one because generally if there's one teacher feeling that way, there's obviously going to be more with similar issues. So what I generally say is what you did. I, I try not to use names. I say, here's here's something we need to think about. It's not that Mr. Jones in room 208 of the, of the history department doesn't want to use Schoology or can't use Google. It's that here are his struggles. I may just say, look, this is an issue we have to address. Some of our teachers aren't able to do these things because of you know, X, Y, and Z. And that just, you know, then I, I feel like I'm not, not putting the teachers in an uncomfortable situation, you know? And now the next thing on our list here kind of blends into that, Nick, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. taking those mental notes on what happens in the classroom. And and that's not spying. That's not tattletaling, but you know, I've been in meetings where, you know, out of, out of the blue, an administrator says, are you noticing teachers using Google Slides? And how are they using Google Slides? Right. right. And that, those are those opportunities where you're like, you know what? I see people using slides, but they're really just using them as PowerPoint presentation substitutes. Mm-hmm. They're really not being innovative. Now, the, that, of course, is different than saying Mr. Smith doesn't. 
And it's an important conversation to kind of have these things in the back of your mind, because clearly when an administrator walks in the room, everyone's on their best behavior. But as the tech coach, you do get a chance to see at a different level, you know, in a different peel of the onion here, what actually is going on in the classrooms. I mean, I've also had wonderful conversations with my tech director. I'm like, you know, are, do you realize that in this building, six of the smart boards aren't working right? And, he, you know, no, I didn't know that. Well, that's because they didn't know to put in a ticket or they didn't think it was important or they didn't. Whatever the reason is, the information about something is broken, a building didn't make it to the tech department. And sometimes it's up to you to be that, li you know, that advocate, that liaison between the two, whether it be through a tech ticket, an email, a conversation to kind of activate the tech department to, to kind of swoop into action there. Um Again, if, if you can make something happen where a an IT person walks into the classroom, fixes it, and leaves, you look like a hero, and that's always a positive for, for everybody. Absolutely, Jeff. I, you know, I think this is one of those, those things that you just have to do. You have to find an opportunity to do it. Um, and it's not that you obviously can't take physical notes. I, I've, I've been in a room where I've taken the physical notes themselves. But, you know, I think what's the struggle for teachers often is, am I being evaluated? Is he kind right. of the birdie who's going to go back to then admin and whatever. And, and that's something, that's a discussion you have to have with your teachers. You got to build that comfort comfort. You also have to get your admin to acknowledge and make it known that no, you're not going in to do evaluations and things like that. Your job is solely what you said, Jeff, to, to go in the room and see how things are being used because your goal is to then go back and figure out what, you know, why it isn't or, or ways for them to do, be more productive or to help them free up time, you know, quick kind of little anecdote story. I mean, I would never have noticed it. I sat in on a, um, a meeting with some of our students um, that was like an assembly. And I sat in and I'm watching the assistant principal give a presentation and she's holding a microphone up to the laptop in order to get the sound from a video that she's showing the students. I, I just decided to pop in. I was like, hey, let me watch this assembly and see what's going on. Jeff, right after that, I went up to her and we had a discussion. The whole idea was, why is that going on? I end up finding out that there's not a wire that's run from the, you know, from the stage uh, wiring system to where the podium is. So she had no way to play audio. All I did then was, like you said, you make that call to IT, you mention it. Hey, I just need a three millimeter audio wire to be run from one area to the next. And then, the, you know, we can play audio over at the uh, the podium for videos. And it was just something like that, that then the assistant principal was like, wow, I didn't even realize that. I didn't know that that's what the issue was. And then it's things like that that you notice when you're inside the classroom um, uh, taking mental notes. And that's why it's important Nick, to remember that the jam boards have wireless audio. Now, when you were saying earlier, I'm teething. When you were saying earlier, don't take notes in classrooms. I, I want to make it clear there. There's been several times where in having a conversation with a teacher, I'll pull out my phone and I'll open up a notes app and I'll start taking notes about what the teacher says. You know, hey, my bulbs burned out. My smart board's this. My, my, my you know, the, the, this Chromebook yeah. over here needs to. So it's okay to take notes. Right. But it's not, you know, but the act of sitting in the back, opening your Chromebook up and just typing for 45 minutes. Right. Don't. And that, and that feels more like an evaluation. And this is where Google keep baby, because that's my app that I love to open up myself and take those quick, you know, mental notes. Now there's one more here, right? And, and it's basically your job is to test out the things that need to be utilized for best practices. And this is, we kind of covered this in the, you know, test it out, play with it, whatever. But, 
you know, you know, to, for me to walk into a classroom, like, let's say a teacher's on their prep, I would have no problem going into a classroom and just checking things out to kind of see where they are. Mm-hmm. But really, I'm there to have a conversation with the teacher. I'm just kind of in that disguise mode of, I just want to make sure that your smart board's working. Do you have a couple seconds? Right. And then while I'm testing out the smart, quote, testing out the smart board, it's, hey, so what are you doing with this thing? Yeah. Yeah, you can, and you can actually use that. I mean, that's a nice way to kind of use the idea of being the ed technician to your advantage a little bit to say, yeah, well, I just want to make sure, you know, the Apple TV is working so you're not running into issues. And then that, you can open up the dialogue. Jeff, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure it happens to you and other ed te- te- uh, tech coaches, right? You pop into a room rather quickly. You're just seeing, hey, you're seeing what's up. And the next thing you know, that fosters a discussion from the teacher. An hour later, you walk out. Yeah, right? Exactly. You're like, well, that was supposed to be five minutes, but now we went over an entire thing. Now, that's what we should be doing. Let's let's do a quick 360 here, or 180, I should say. What shouldn't we be doing everything? And you have down here, you shouldn't be breaking things, Nick? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, don't break them and don't, don't break things. put them back together and fix them. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Because <laughs> it, is, it is true. Like People are going to ask you, Please fix my. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea is you just don't want to be the break fix person, right? Like you don't want, uh, you don't want a teacher to say, you know, to tell one of their students, you know, I understand your Chromebook isn't working. Go see Nick or Jeff. They'll, they'll help you fix it. You know, we, we don't want that. Right. (laughs) I'll tell you, like I, I, before college I, I worked at staples for eight years you know i can build and tear apart a computer but i don't want to ever get called into the tech director's office because i did somebody else's job right 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 so can, can you know, my sound card's not working can you fix it for me and next thing you know i've taken apart a computer and like you sure. don't want to put yourself in that position yeah and again i think it goes back to what we said in the beginning you know there's a time and a place to do these things you have to be very wary uh, of what the rules are in your district, you know, do you have a ticketing system? Because that could be something that, you know, could cause issues if you're just going around doing these things, but your IT staff need to show that they're doing, you know, constant work every single day. And you're kind of now taking some of that work away. They don't have as much to show. You know, I, I, I get, I can see that side. The other side of it is then again, you get to, you're, you, you're seen in this light that you're just the, Break fix or number two on our list, Jeff, right? You're doing IT work. You're you're replacing some of the IT guys and your job is to go in and replace a bulb, like you said in the beginning. Now, in, in my district, we have six buildings and I think we officially have three guys that run around, right? If I know that nobody is in that building and it's an easy fix, I have no problem calling the IT office and saying, I'm in this room. I've been working with a teacher. Something came up. I think this is how I can fix it. Would you mind if I took this for you or would you like to send somebody out? And mostly they're going to be like, just, you know, if you can take care of it while you're there, great. It saves somebody getting in their car and driving over. Mm Mm-hmm. So you yeah, want to do their work for them. But, you know, again, if if you can make the situation better in any way for both them and for the teachers. And I think that's going to come up, right? I, I think more often than not, if you tell your IT department that, hey, I got this. If you give me this and this, these are two 
things I may need in order to fix a teacher's issue. I think they're going to, you know, be all gung ho for it, uh, to get it done. It, it should, it's easing stuff off their plate. You just want to be careful of how you get caught with teachers kind of thinking what you are. And, and Jeff, again, that's the communication yep. between you and the tech, like between you and, you know, the, the tech director, the upper, whoever it's like, do you mind if I do this or if it's an it issue, do you want me to just to be hands off completely? Yep. And of course, there's constant, you know, we've already talked about this. There's consequences for both actions in the eyes of the teacher. Absolutely. Now, we've, we've, go ahead. No, no. So I was going to say, I mean, that kind of brings us back to, you know, what then becomes sort of the big issue for a lot of tech coaches is really our, our, our third bullet here, Jeff. I'm going to let you take this one, but, yeah. but, but I think this is a big one for a lot of us. Now, now the, we, we, we talked about this. This has nothing to do with the IT department, but this really has to do with your relationship with the staff, with those teachers. And, and it's something that I, I've gotten into. There's something that many tech coaches that you know we talked to have gotten into. It's you should never be alone in the room teaching students without anybody else. Now, now, I say that and say, you know, look, Nick, I know you have your teaching cert. You're legally allowed to be. I've got my teaching cert. I'm le- but you should never be in a situation where you're demonstrating or teaching a lesson to the students and the teacher gets up and leaves for 20 minutes. Like your job right. is to help teach teachers, right? Even though you might be in front of students, your job is to teach the teacher. You're you're modeling, you're demonstrating, you're not taking over the class. So I would say, you know, the, the big thing that ed tech coaches should not be doing is is playing the role of teacher. Absolutely. And, and you know, we get caught with that. Or what about the teachers? You know, you're you're there to facilitate or help or model, whatever it is. Or the, and the teachers knitting or grading in the back of the room, right? I mean, we've, we've had a lot of these situations as tech coaches, and those are the things you don't want to be caught doing is, is just taking over the role of the main teacher because the job is to be coaching, mentoring, and facilitating so that the teacher learns how to do the things that they are asking you uh, how to do. And if it's around the holidays, you always want to make sure that you can see the teacher's screen because they, they might bring you in to do something innovative and they're searching Amazon. I'm right. kidding. That never happens. <laughs> so look, Nick, I mean, here's the question. Are we ed tech coaches or ed technicians? I, I like to think that we're, that we're innovative strategy specialists or some kind of version of that in between, right? Like we're not the IT department and nobody wants to be coached. So you got to kind of find that struggle in between for what, you know, what is your place in the building? What is your place in the district? And you know what, Nick, there's a lot more to this. And I think that our listeners out there have some good advice. There's a lot of different things that you guys can do. We want to hear from you. We're of course on Twitter at ask the tech coach. And of course you can find all of our archives over at askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 48. And we've got a great run of shows between now and the end of the year. Um, Nick, tell us what's going to be happening uh, next week on May the 13th. So next week, we're going to be talking about how the various schools, how different schools approach the tech coach position differently. You know, the various titles and what their expectations are for tech coaches. Uh, And Jeff, and then after that, May 20th, what's going to be our topic? I I love this one. It's called, What Do You Do When Every Excuse Is True? And that's... You know, how many times do you walk into a teacher's room and say, hey, can I help you? Can I come in? Can I do something? Or you've been working with a teacher and, you know, you come back a week and a half later and you say, hey, did you follow up? And, you know, can we continue these conversations? And they go, well, 
I didn't get a chance to. My my dog needed a walk or my, you know, assemblies or it was park season. or So we're going to talk about how do you handle the pushback and the excuses from the teachers when, you know, your job is to get them to move, to get them to be innovative. And what do you do when, when, when things just aren't quite going that direction? So it's going to be a great month of May. And certainly as we move into June, we're going to be talking about another topic that we're working on a blog post for, Nick, the ever popular Google takeout we started talking about this the other day and uh, i'm looking forward to putting this together with you google takeout is the answer to everyone's question of hey i'm leaving the district how do i take my stuff with me so look out for that over on askthetechcoach.com lots of great stuff over on teachercast.net nick it has been a great 48 episodes where can we learn about the things that you are doing in your neck of the woods so you can keep tabs on me on Twitter at nAmaralEDU or, of course, follow my blog at nicholasamaral.com. And don't forget we have our brand new and free online course helping you build your EDU brand. If you are a tech coach, podcaster, blogger, any kind of content creator that you are looking to get your mark in the world, build a little brand for yourself, get noticed, and I got to tell you, make a little bit of money for yourself and for your family. Check it out over on our blog. You can, of course, find everything over on askthetechcoach.com, episode number 48. It is a free email course. We are covering content creation from every calendar angle. Uh, We are there for you guys. Build your EDU brand. It is a free online course. Check it out today we've got over 100 teachers right now involved in this we're having a good time so check that out today and on behalf of everybody here on the as the tech coach podcast my name is jeff bradbury and i'm nick amaro reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students